0: All right, recording? Yes, sir. Welcome, everyone, to the Rink Rat Report podcast. Recording this after the first, second-round win since April 30th, 2004. We're down 3-1 still. Little bit of a hill to still climb up, but guess what? This one feels good. You gotta win. There we go. Yep, yeah, gotta win Join under the Jason, belt. Jason, as always.
1: <laughs> I appreciate it. I came in a little early there, but yeah, gotta win under the belt. But attitude stays the same. Job's uh, not done. Job's not done. Keep keep moving forward one step at a time. We, we have to take three more steps. We took the first step and that's it.
0: Exactly. Terrible exactly. analogy. <laughs> you know what? It was it, it felt good simply because I stayed, I I wanted to go to bed early. I had to get up early be or er, because of X, Y, and Z, whatever. But before like it was like right at bedtime, and I was like, mm. I had a debate. I had a decision to make. Do I A go to bed? Okay, good option. Um, I'm also I'm twenty seven and I had to make this decision so I'm to preface that. B, do I watch do I watch game five of the twenty sixteen NBA finals, I think it was, the one where LeBron and the Cavs won? Or C, do I watch the Flyers comeback against the Boston Bruins from two thousand and ten? None of which are active games, none of which are live, none of which actually happened within the last five years. <laughs> but I had to watch the Flyers come back against the Bruins. How did they do it? What happened? How, what were the vibes like? And guess what? The Flyers in game four, at home, were down one nothing to start that game. Just shows you every period, every shift, every... Like almost stoppage in play is almost independent of itself in the playoffs. It's just such a, an animal. But yeah, well, I highly recommend people going back and watching the the Flyers games. Those were the highlights. Sorry. Those were electric. Danny Breer is such a monster who just got named GM of the Flyers today. But
1: Interesting. I didn't realize that. I thought uh, I saw I Keith Jones' president. Yes.
0: yes, that was crazy. What a world Something. we live in. Anyways. <laughs> Let's get into this Leafs game. Not yes. not a game from 2010.
1: Before but. we get before we get into the Leafs game, though, I want to touch on something because if mm-hmm. you if you own a Twitter account, my God, you probably saw some atrocious takes come ac- come across your t- timeline. And whether you agree, with can I tell or you not, the worst
0: one? Yeah, by sure, far, go ahead. I found the worst one. By far, I found the worst one. I found someone that seriously said re-sign David Camp and trade William Nylander. And hey. this was not a random person with eleven followers. This is someone that had a few followers. Here's the thing. I'm not kidding. That was actually written. Here's the thing.
1: Uh, yeah, let's re-sign David Camp. Uh, but I, I don't Do you that, need to. Yeah, I, I like him. I, I think David Camp played well. Okay. But this, he's a
0: fourth line center. This, this prioritize this.
1: This is where I'm not, not where I'm going with it though. It's the trade Nylander stuff and it's the trade Marner stuff. That's kind of the stuff I want to get at, right? Because, oh. For some reason, and I get why, there's a narrative going around about how these guys don't perform when it matters, right? And it's funny because whenever they perform when it does matter, the goalpost always moves, right? So, listen, if you see this stuff across your timeline, don't argue with these people because they're not arguing in... in, they are only arguing in bad faith. They are arguing based off of a personal bias that they have against these players. And tonight is an ex- excellent example in which those people were will be proven wrong and are proven wrong. And there will be nothing to come of it. Right? Those people said all these ridiculous things over the last two days about trading these players. They're not clutching in important moments. But now, where are their apologies? They're not going to say anything. For perimeter players, lazy, exactly.
0: don't care. The, Don't like, show emotion.
1: the The most important part is these are two guys who their main objective is to drive play. Their main objective is to not score goals. They're not goal score. Mind, mind you, they both can score. Nylander is a forty goal scorer. Marner is more of a goal scorer than a passer. But they, he three, can do yes. both.
0: They, Marner more so, but Marner's also had thirty goals. Yes, both guys can season. score
1: goals, but again, that's not that's not the main thing of their game that makes them so special, right? Nylander is a fantastic transitional player. Marner also a fantastic tradi- traditional player, and he play he can play two ways as well, right? So it's not like like these guys. Listen, if you think these guys disappear in the playoffs and you're and you're using stats like just goals, like that's not true. There's other ways for you to contribute other than getting on the store score sheet. So if you again, if you're someone who thinks that, I I cons- I'd ask you to con- reconsider your position and take a good hard look at how these guys played tonight and have that kind of help formulate your opinion. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. I am not going to engage with you in this in this discourse because it's utterly ridiculous, right? And one more thing You're before needed. one more thing before I get this done. One more thing. Uh, a lot of people are comparing, uh, are, are talking about Matthew Kachuk as like, listen, he's played well so far in this playoffs, but I want you to go and go to Calgary Flames fans and ask them what they think about Matthew Kachuk because they think the exact opposite of what Florida fans think right now because he spent 30 games with them in the playoffs and scored only 15 points playing with Johnny Goudreau and Elias Lindholm. Those guys are fantastic players and he scored 15 points. Listen, sometimes in the playoffs, the most in, the the most important stat and what what makes good players great in the playoffs, you know what, you know what the biggest thing is? On ice shooting percentage. It's as simple as getting lucky with the puck. That's all it is. The only difference between Matthew Chuck, Matthew Kachuk on Florida and Matthew Kachuk on uh on Calgary was a four percent increase in on ice shooting percentage. That's it. Expected goals were relatively the same. He actually has less expected goals for for Florida, playing against worse competition, but he has less expected goals against. So by nature, his expected goals for percentage number is increased. So with all that being said, luck is an important factor. Our guys mm-hmm. play their hearts out day in and day out. Whether you think so or not, these guys care. And if you don't think that way, listen, you can have Least Fan in your bio, you can pretend... You're not a Leafs fan if you don't support these guys. I'm sorry. You cannot like what they do, but if you're, if all you say is trade this, trade that, do this, do that, just stop it. Just like I've had enough now. Like let's just enjoy where we're at right now. And and again, like I said at the beginning, take it one step at a time and enjoy this journey because we've never experienced this before in the last 20 years. If you are under the age of 20, this is all new for you. If you are under the age of 30, you were 10 years old when this, 10 years old or younger when this stuff happened, where you barely remember it. So listen. Enjoy this. Stop being
0: so vitriol. Stop being so hateful. Just enjoy the ride. That's all I'm trying to say. We're not dead yet, baby. Not dead yet. We have a hockey game Friday. I love that. Going into the weekend hot like that. Uh, that was a very good rant, Jason. Very passionate. Thank you. This guy believes. This guy has the passion. I believe. How t- can t- you not believe? Come on. Why not? You have nothing else but to believe. Exactly. Um, I will say this as well in terms of the Nylander, Marner, zero goals, whatever. Look at the Nylander goal tonight. Bunting banked it in off the referee. You want to see luck finally, like Nylander's luck turning. Look at that. Look how many grade A chances that guy got through the first three games, and it resulted in zero goals and one assist. That's it. Finally the luck kind of turns. You sometimes you just gotta you gotta be good to be lucky, but like sometimes you just gotta get that little bit of luck. Look at Carter Verhage, he's an exceptional player. was how, how did he score that goal in game uh game three? Off his ass. Does that involve any sort of talent? It just involves being present in front of the net, right? So I do agree with what you're saying, Jason. Yep. They're both fantastic players. Martin didn't start. While well. I texted their, our group. I'm like, Oh my God, this guy just overhandling the puck galore. But overall, I think he had a pretty good game. He had the goal, the game winning goal, actually in this one, uh, he had a few other defensive plays that I liked, uh, the in terms of, creations cont- with yeah, Matthews. Sorry to interrupt. six on five play, just controlling a bouncing puck and able to get it out. Um, just at times, I think he's still overhandling the puck, trying to make chip plays where, it's like he's just trying to like make a flop shot into the neutral zone so that his team can change and it's not nicing, but it's just doing a little bit too much and it's not getting out. Unfortunately, that happened, I believe twice. Yeah, there was but one. I he created to, more than enough offense tonight, especially in a 2-1 game.
1: Yeah, I just want to touch on that one quickly because there was a play like that, I think with five minutes left in the game where he tried to a little soft chip off the boards and it ended up getting <laughs> intercepted right yeah. inside the blue line. So I just again, listen, I love Mitch Martyr, so I'm obviously going to defend him here, but if you g- rewind and go watch that play, Callie Yarncrook starts to drift up ice. If he just stays mm-hmm. underneath the blue line, like like we talked about, again, go listen to the Frank Corrado episode if you haven't. Like we talked about in the Frank Corrado episode, the winger is supposed to rush across the ice to receive a pass from that winger on the board to create support. So that that's, in my head, what he's expecting Yarncrook to do. Yarncrook tries to drift up ice, which is, I guess, yeah. sometimes you got to cheat in those situations, right? The defensemen were pushing back, so that was a good move. But unfortunately, Florida had a guy changing which, and he was able to come pick up the puck. So coming back from a change, he was able to pick up the puck. And hey, it didn't lead to anything, so we're okay. But a little bit more insight on that play right there.
0: So that's a good call. That's a that is a good call. I mean, you know, that's a that's another way to look at it. I viewed it as a murder, you know, flub kind of. Yeah, you, yeah. Viewed but, it as a Cali Crock off the puck, maybe they make the best play. That's a that is a good. Could hey, perspective could both on it. both
1: yeah. guys could have gone could have done better, but. I think the goal there right. was to exit and, trans- and exit with exit. exactly exit with possession. And again, like you said, it's a team game. It's about everyone supporting each other on the ice. That's what mm-hmm. I admit. I forgot to mention my ramp. It's a team game. There's 23 guys on the active roster. It's about everyone supporting each other to come to a common goal. And we all know what that common goal is, but again, we take it one step at a time. So what went well this, uh, what do you think went well today?
0: I think defensively it was very, very strong. And I mean, when you look at it, all situations expected goals against two point four eight only gave up. Is that correct? Yeah, two point four eight only gave up the one goal. I think the Leafs did a good job collapsing down low um, in terms of rebounds; they were taken care of very well. Uh, I thought also Joseph Wall played did his job, did very uh, did pretty well in there. Looked very calm, didn't get swimming out there. Um, there was a couple plays where it was like a shot a, a weird bounce off the end boards and like there was kind of looked like maybe there was an open net but the leafs were playing a good box out game where the the panther player didn't get there in time and that's where i think those plays just show samsonov is more athletic than joseph wool mm-hmm. however there was more than enough plays where you saw the control that wool has over his body and the form that he has and just the poise that he has in the net that you don't see from Samson samsonov so very good game Defensively in front of Joseph Wool, but also Joseph Wool did exactly what he needed to do. Almost had that goal against the Panthers there too. I mean, pushed out and just it's if I I think the Panthers player that shot that I can't remember who kind of whiffed on it a little bit and it squeaked through. Like if he gets a good hard shot there, maybe maybe he's able to stop it. But Are you talking you know, about the goal? Yeah. Yeah, okay. But you know, twenty-four saves on twenty-five shots. And that's the first rookie to start a playoff game for the Leafs since Felix Potvin, they said that on the broadcast. That was really cool to hear because when you think about it, I mean, who was it? Potvin, and then I think it was Curtis Joseph who came to the Leafs. He was a veteran, and then after Curtis Joseph, it was Ed Belfour, and then a slew of other guys. So, yeah, good to see. Yeah. It was a it felt great. Yeah, um, I was Joseph. Well, the moment didn't look too big for him, and that's why it sheldon keith was just excited and ready and roaring to put him back into the net for game four
1: yeah and uh honestly the the play that that kind of not sold me i don't want to say sold me on wall but just like gave me some reassurance i liked i I always thought joseph well when he played for the least he looked good um mm-hmm. but there was that one play where i think it was duclair went for the wraparound and you kind of see you see how he played and it tri- It just played it completely different to what like what like he didn't he didn't go for the wraparound? Duclair in went behind game? the net. Yes, Duclair went behind the net, oh, but he got kind of yeah. rode out by Marchandino slash like made yeah. a soft play to not try and wrap around. And I just like the way that he moved across. Just yeah, my dad pointed that, that out that. too.
0: He was like, but, that was that was a good recovery and when you exactly. watch the replay. Exactly. Like he plays Duclair to the post perfectly. He doesn't overplay it. Like remember Matt Murray? There was a goal Matt Murray this year <laughs> where, he was where he plays him to the. So the post, but then he just goes way past the post. Yeah. And then it's a big stretch to come back. And it's like, dude, you're here in the end boards. You're not going to stop that at all. Like Joseph Wool on that play w- had the wraparound if that was available, but it was a good play by Mark Giordano to to ride him out there. Um In terms of this game as well, we saw two power plays for the Leafs. Finally. Hallelujah. Holy I didn't think we were ever going to get one. Should have got I one more. <laughs> Should have got there should have been nine power plays aside. I'm not the- I, I'm not even talking about that. Bunting's bleeding, man. Like Oh, you <laughs> That's should have got most- an extra 2 minutes yeah, you mean. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wonder I I I was trying to look up the rule, It didn't have time. Um like is it because of the visor cutting him or like what's the rule there? I didn't really understand that. L-
1: listen, the, the, I have not looked at the rule, but from what I remember, if a guy is like High sticked and he draws blood. I don't even think it matters if it's the stick that causes the blood. It is a penalty. Reg- like it's an automatic. It's. I'm pretty sure in the rulebook it just well, says look it if up. he draws blood.
0: Um, maybe but, it was from some. I, I I don't know, but that is. Maybe it wasn't enough blood. In which case, no, that, I, then what the hell is wrong with this rule? Like,
1: I think what it was is that they felt that it came too late, which doesn't make makes literally no sense. Like. You know, if, what, I, I, was I
0: scratching himself there. Yeah. Or? Like,
1: I, I don't know. It's, it, he Maybe. obviously got it, very, obviously if you watch, he like, got cut from the visor. It's just, it, sometimes it takes longer for blood to come out of your skin than normal. So what you got to do in those situations, I guess is like kind of go on the ice and move your arms and legs really, really fast to get all the blood flowing. So that it comes like yeah. pumping out quicker. I don't know. It's just, listen, it's weird. I think it was just a missed call, honestly. Yeah. And I don't know how, the, just how the you up that,
0: quickly, but... instead of complaining continuously about the refereeing, I think yeah. my point is this. The NHL wants more goals during the regular season. They're goal crazy. They handle power plays like it's nothing. The playoffs come. It makes no sense that it seems like the NHL doesn't want goals anymore. We want game management. We want equal power plays. We want it clutch and grab 90s hockey, baby. We want Mark Stahl to be able to thrive in this environment. It's ridiculous. That play from Radko Gudis is a game suspension, not up for debate Not up for discussion. That is a charge. The whistle is clearly blown, and in in such like on top of it being a charge, it was after the whistle. Yeah. If you're going to call Kale McCarr on that interference and suspend him a game, how do you not suspend Radko Gudis a game there?
1: It's similar situations, and it's just uh, he definitely should have been assessed the penalty, but um. Yeah, it's all good. I, again, I don't want to complain about that, but like, I I I want at the very least it to... should have
0: been five five penalties. Yes,
1: five power plays aside, because the Leafs got away with more than a few too. Absolutely. Listen, and and we're not saying like, hey, like those are the only like there was tons of missed calls, and I think our problem is just refereeing in general. But those two in particular, have, are like, okay, one of them is like, listen, you like literally have to call it because I have the rule right here. We're, we're like, I'm gonna backtrack here to the double minor. Which one? The the double minor with the blood. But before I get to that, like we've like you said, we saw Makar suspended. Uh, for the like for the hit that Gudis made. So it's like, there's yeah. got to be some consistency here. Yeah, there's slight, slight differences in play, but I think the main thing is that the play was blown dead. And after the whistle, after the play was blown dead, a guy rocks a guy when he just doesn't have to. And honestly, you could argue that McCarr didn't know the play was dead. Gudis, he knew that play was dead. He saw the referee there with his hand up. And I think he the NHL only...
0: in their video actually said, regardless of what the player said, because they took that into account. They said, we know the player said that the, he thought He had the puck, but that doesn't matter. It's still interference and still a game suspension.
1: Yeah. So. So yeah, exactly. So therefore taking that out of it, it's still a, a bad play regardless, but going back to the bunting double minor, which should have been called the rule as it states is when a player carries or holds any part of his stick above the shoulders and makes contact with his opponent's neck, face, or head. So that injury results in the manner of drawing blood or otherwise the referee shall assess a double minor. So it's pretty cut and dry. Uh, it should have been a double minor, but,
0: uh, um, whatever. Can you got to keep it equal? You got to keep the power plays. Yeah. equal. yeah, that's why yeah. they called all those power plays at, penalties at the, at the end of the game, the fricking end of the game. Anyways, not to complain about the refereeing, but it was atrocious. Um, moving on from this one, uh, who was your player of the game for the Leafs?
1: Yeah, I'm going to go for my high-key player of the game, and I'm going to go for my low-key player of the game. All right? okay. I'm going to take one off the board, and you're going to take the other because I think there's only two answers for the high-key players of the game. And I'm going to take Mitch Marner. I'm wearing his jersey right now, mm. so I have to take the guy. I thought he had a great all-around game. Again, played the most minutes for the team. Threw the, threw the body a couple of times in the first period, generating shots, creating chances for his line mates, and scored and got an assist.
0: Kind of his- tonight.
1: Everything that you could possibly do on the ice. So um, Mm -hmm. good for him. I like this play. Uh, Who do you got as your uh, high-key player of the game?
0: High-key player of the game, I'm going to have to go William Nylander. Uh, He's one of the most offensive. In this series, he is the most important offensive player to the Leafs simply because of his speed through the neutral zone and how much offense that creates like you need him flying through that neutral zone and it will create chances galore. And I mean, we saw a few plays tonight from that. He got that lucky goal. Finally monkey off the back hasn't scored in I don't know how long. So uh, I really liked what I saw from William Nylander tonight, four shots on goal on top of the goal that he scored.
1: Yeah. And, uh, I also like again, not to toot our own horns, but we and did a couple
0: of good back checks.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's okay. That that was important. I didn't even. I didn't. I wasn't even like referring to that, but I was gonna. I say... got sent
0: that Beetlejuice video of him on the fourth <laughs> goal where he's he's a doorman again. Not saying it doesn't happen. It does yeah. happen with him, but his response tonight with a couple of good back checks to break up some uh, odd man rushes. So and and low key on that
1: fantastic play from Luke Shen. I really think if Luke Shen wasn't able to make that play, I think, Lil, or sorry, not Luke Shen, Nylander was right there to lift the mm. stick, right? So
0: again, was a minute and a half left in the game. Yep. Yep. Carver yep. Carter um, Verhage tries to buy himself some space. That was a great play by Luke Shen. Yeah. Um, a little bit out of a position, but you know what? The result was very nice. Exactly.
1: But I just want to go back to something you said there about Nylander in the neutral zone. Listen, that should not be a surprise to anyone at all if they're a listener to this show, because you heard us talk about exactly that on the preview of this series, we talked about how the way that Tampa Bay plays in the neutral zone. And their I guess, uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess the less aggressive chaos. center. Yeah. The, the aggressive center, the less chaotic style of hockey, the more on top of you and l- not allowing so many opportunities through the neutral neutral zone, not allowing you carrying the puck that hurt William Nylander's game in the first round. But, we said moving on to Florida, they play a lot more co- chaotic game. It's a lot more open. Mm-hmm. It's a lot about transition in the or neutral zone. center. Exactly. And like, like Frankie Krause said, and exactly. So um, this, this should play right into William Nylander's offensive uh, hand offensively. And we were right again. So um, yeah, like it's, it should be of no surprise to anyone. It's just important that not only is he doing that stuff, he's capitalizing on it as well, which is what's the most important thing is. And, Hey, I've heard this the lazy Swede thing for a while now, but that w- that was not William Nylander from Sweden. That was Bill Nylander from
0: Calgary. <laughs> Hell yeah, it was. <laughs> Hell yeah, it was. So a solid game from him. Um, additionally, I had another guy, so and I, it I slipped I, me. So go I, ahead.
1: I'm gonna cut in. I cut in here with my low key player of the game. That okay. has to be Timothy Lillicrap. He uh, I thought had yeah, a good fantastic call. game. And I am going to like I'm going to do my best to try and cut up clips for tomorrow, but I, I have anyways. I have I'm a little busy tomorrow, but I'm going to do my best. Um I think I think he had a fantastic game. Like he was active all over the ice. He was very calm when collecting the puck. He was making the smart, right first passes that were crisp. They were on tape. They were exactly where they needed to be. A lot of our defensemen especially TJ Brody and Justin Hall. My God, I don't know what happened to TJ Brody, but man, their, their passes are all over the place. They're unable to hit sticks in the right spot. They're putting it in guys' feet instead of ahead of them. It's just not good stuff to see. But Timothy Lilligan was doing the exact opposite of that, making great passes, activating in the offensive zone when it matters, making neutral zone stand-ups, doing everything you want to see from a young defenseman in the game. And he handled the physical forecheck of the Florida Panthers very well. Very, very well. So I was incredibly happy with his game, and I would like to see him draw in again, no matter what, next game.
0: Oh, yeah. He's definitely earned his his stripes. Or earned his shoot. stripes. I don't know. He earned his keeping the lineup. Exactly. That's a better way to put it. And when you look at the second goal, the Mitch Barner goal, that doesn't happen if uh, Timothy Lilligren does not get that keep in and Absolutely. keeps the cycle alive. So Absolutely. Another great play from Timothy Lilligren there, too. Um, I guess I have another one. In here, um, a low key, or I guess a low key player. So we're not saying one of the two goal scores here. Uh, who do we got here? I'm going to say Morgan Riley. Set oh yeah. More than a few good plays. Oh yeah. looked Exceptional in this series. Again, that's another guy through the neutral zone. You really need him to get those feet moving and to be, to be able to create offense sprung John Tavares on a nice breakaway pass two in this game. Um, but yeah, Morgan Riley, another, a solid one in this one. Uh, I will say Michael Bunting, a nine, under 10% expected goals, four percentage.
1: Not good, but yeah, I, w- I want to go back to
0: your nice place from Ryan O'Reilly uh, mm. at six, seven, five, two, a couple of good breakups and uh, being able to get the puck out. So yeah. that was a good, that was good from him.
1: And a friendly reminder and i always have to remind myself this because uh we do you like to use spectacles a lot it's not the number 1 bl all, all in a small sample of course. as no. pointed out by cam sheron on twitter you should go follow him because he made a great point on that on twitter uh <laughs> um but uh yeah morgan riley right now listen this is going to be shocking to hear this come out of my mouth but like if the playoffs ended today for some reason but he's the leafs con Smythe winner he's been the best morgan player on the riley. leafs throughout the playoffs And that's not even close. He has been there, but he literally looks like the re God. I hope I don't jinx him right now because I have a tendency (laughs) to jinx many players, but he, he almost looks like, I don't know. He just looks phenomenal. That's that's all I'll say. He looks really good.
0: He has looked very good in these playoffs. I will tell you that much. Um, his D partner, Luke Shen had a pretty decent game as well. I would say just good old shutdown hockey through the body a little bit too. Um, in terms of other players in this one, I think Sam Lafferty is has kept himself in the lineup another game too. He's just, he's really fast and pretty like, I don't know, uh, he leaves a lot to be desired still. So that's why he's on the fourth line, but a very fast player that, uh, you know, it's useful in this series. Like him and Kerfoot, you keep them down in the lineup. Unfortunately, Kerfoot was back in the top six, but whatever. Like if they're playing a debt, they, they, they have a purpose in this series. Like yeah, and, and- the Panthers and- lack speed, especially on that back end. And if you have those guys that can wheel and recover pucks, it's going to be, your life's going to be a lot easier.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, I wouldn't even like, yeah, he was in the top six, but he also kind of wasn't in the top six because. It really fluctuated who was on that second oh, yeah. line, depending on who was being used in the fourth line role, true. right? Because We saw, saw O'Reilly
0: a couple we times. We saw
1: O'Reilly a couple times. We saw, like, because William Nylander played a ton on that fourth line, and that's exactly how I want Keith to use that fourth line. If mm-hmm. you're going to go 11-7, and you have to put guys like William Nylander out there on that fourth line. And mind you, when they, when they were up, obviously they um, played Kerfoot more on that fourth line. That makes more sense, more yeah. defensive role. But tie game, neutral game, game script, neutral situation, Slap knee lander, excuse me, out there as many times as possible.
0: Yep. Yep. Still no goals from Austin Matthews in this series. It's pretty amazing. Four shots on goal in this game, but I don't know. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more from him. Few yeah. shots that just, like, hit people in the ass, and the ribs, whatever. So... We'll see. Did play well defensively? I will say that
1: exactly. And that stuff will happen. Sometimes guys get cold. Maybe he's hurt. Who knows? Who knows exactly what's going on? But again, to hell he's not. To reiterate what I said at the beginning of the show, there is not one player on the ice. It is a group of men working together towards a common goal. So just because one guy is not able to put the puck back in the net, that's what all uh, the all other nineteen guys who are dressed are there to do.
0: Tied for the Leafs lead in. Shots blocked with three apiece with Nolachari.
1: Beautiful. Keep eating those pills, baby. Let's Keep go. Keep
0: eating those pills. Exactly. So we've got some very steady goaltending in this one. We'll say that, um, you know, maybe didn't dominate in terms of possession in this game, but you were able to get a screen goal, which is what we've been looking for. You got a little bit lucky. You got power play looks finally. Um, there was one point that your brother... Um, texted us saying that I thought was really interesting. When you go back and watch that play, it was Mitch Marner off the boards to Austin Matthews down mainstream, and his shot hits someone in the ribs. I think it was either um, Montour,
1: um, I think, but
0: or Forsling. I can't remember which for, Maybe one. it was but it, one of the guys. Regardless, the Leafs have to stop kind of cycling it towards or uh, filtering the puck towards the point, and then or sorry, cycling it to the point. And filtering it on net, they like that is something important. That's how they scored one of their goals in this game. But from the boards to the face off dot, the Panthers aren't defending that area that well. There is space to make plays off of that. And I mean, yeah. again, like you can the Panthers are not a good defensive team. They love to just collapse down low. So if you're able to take advantage of the space up high, and you're able to kind of lose players and find those soft spots, which we saw more than a few times, you're going to have a good time, right? Like we saw Michael Bunting was wide open in front of the net, and William Nylander fed him a great pass, but I think he was a little bit too shot happy. I think he didn't realize how much space he had to make a play there. Like Bob came out very aggressively, and if Michael Bunting changed the angle a little bit, I think he would have got that that off instead of rushing that shot and getting it on net and looking for a rebound. But again, in this one, another, another game where they didn't quite get enough rebound chances. I felt like two would have liked uh, a little bit more of those, but it's tough when they're just whacking you in front of the net.
1: It really is. And they, they like, they got to give Florida credit here. They do a really good job of clearing, clearing the front of the net of any rebound opportunities and just disabling disabling forwards from getting a chance to get to that really puck good job of holding
0: good. sticks with their hands and yeah. committing 19 other regular season <laughs> infractions.
1: Hey, we got, we got one and we scored on one. So we're okay with that. I, yeah know, Craig Simpson on was like, yeah.
0: wow, look at this battle in front of the net from Ekblad and Matthews. It was just Eckblad holding Matthews' oh, yeah. stick. Like, oh. I swear to God, Brad Kogutis is going to like pull out a sword and chop someone's head off. And they're going to be like, wow, that's just playoff hockey. A good battle in front of the net. But yeah. Yeah. Anyways, Um, We digress. So they said Matthew Nyes is out for two games. It has been two games since the incident with Sam Bennett. He's eligible to return. We don't know for sure if he will. We haven't even seen him, I don't think, in a gray sweater yet. So we don't know 100% if Matthew Nyes will return. However, if he is available for next game, what do the Leafs do?
1: Uh, It's such a tough situation because, listen, I the forward group that the Leafs trotted out today was was fantastic, uh, and I think I would have caught myself saying this two games ago, and then said what the hell is wrong? Like if I listened back to this, and I said what the hell, I'd say what the hell is wrong you with will. you? Um, like when like I meant two days. It's, like two games it's ago.
0: similar to the my the Michael Bunting situation in yeah. Game Five. Remember yeah, that yeah. one? I know. I, I understand, that, the, but they won. You got to keep them together, keep the vibes, and then they lost in Game Five, and it was. Whoever thought keeping the vibes and keeping the same team together, roster together is an idiot.
1: Yeah. But I, I think more so, same what I, situation. <laughs> more so what I was going to go with here was that I would, Sam Lafney would be the easy candidate to pull out, but I think his speed has been pretty effective in this series. And I think his overall play has been really good in the series. So I don't think yep. it's, it's, it's give, it, there's an opportunity for him to take him out. And then after that, you literally cannot take any other forward out of this lineup. I'm sorry. You cannot. Stop. So, yeah. Uh, David Camp, you, you need him. Name, name someone
0: team. that hasn't done something well.
1: Everyone's been playing well enough. So by process of elimination, where does that leave us? We have to look towards the back 12 end. 12 and 6. Exactly. So we're going to have to go 12 and 6. And it's a, and listen, we talked about how well Littlegren played. Like, I mean, oh, dude, Justin Hall did not right play well. Defense, Justin Hall did not play well tonight.
0: So had, I will had, preface this. Yeah. Justin Hall tonight. Uh, where are we? Actually, 57% on the expected goals for, which is nice to see on 18 minutes of five on five play. He wasn't good on the puck. He was objectively, we'll say, terrible on the puck. He looks terrified to make a mistake out there. There was a play where he could have sprung Tavares on a little just chip shot, but he sent it in just way too far and it resulted in nothing. He looks very afraid to make a mistake with the puck, however, he did a good job, I will say of boxing out uh Panthers players off of the puck and you know limiting those second chances. I believe I saw more than a few good box outs and breakups and you know just kind of pushing guys to the keeping guys to the outside. However, with the puck, he was terrible tonight, and when you look at it, all situations. In terms of utilization, Justin Hall played the most tonight.
1: Crazy. So it, it does it does put you in in a hole. And he because, played the
0: most at five on five too. Yeah, it puts so... you in a hole because
1: it looks like what they tried to do was instead of putting Gustafson in uh, on the left side, they obviously shifted Brody over from the right side to the left side, uh, and. That's kind of how they they use Brody and McCabe as left-handed defensemen and right-handed defenses, and they use them as left-handed defensemen to limit your Daniels' minutes because he plays better than nine fifty-two.
0: Wow! Yeah. So, um, he had a, he had a big gaffe at the end of the game too.
1: Yeah, it's a tough situation to be in because again, I don't know
0: who he would take out, but they
1: only played. Maybe, maybe, honestly, maybe I'm galaxy braining it and just you just take out Sam Lafferty. Maybe that's that's the answer because realistically, what's the difference between Sam Lafferty and Michael Butting? I actually like. Listen, I I don't I, I like when they go eleven seven. I I hated it all year, but I like it more than when they go, when they've gone twelve and six. And they're I think, using it better. Yes, they're definitely utilizing it took a it lot much better. of
0: getting used to. It. If they just randomly were going 12-6 all year and then went eleven and seven now, I would have lost my mind mm-hmm. because it would have been horrible but like just it's it's a little bit difficult like Justin Hall draws back into the lineup and he played 21 minutes the most out of tied for the most in terms of every leaf Mitch Marner was tied with him at 21 22 when you look at the bottom in terms of utilization it's Mark Giordano at 952 the next lowest is Jake McCabe at 1355 and then when you take a look at 5 on 5 wise it's still Mark Giordano, 6'15", Jake McCabe, 11'31". They played Timothy Logren more than him and Luke Shen in this game.
1: Wow. Wow. That's honestly shocking. So-, so
0: in terms of, like, who do you take out? By this process, it looks like Mark Giordano. However, my point that I'm making is you need Matthew Nyes back in that lineup, I think. I think he's just, he was just way too effective against Tampa Bay to take him out. And also he gave up a goal. He was kind of at fault on one of the goals in in the Florida first game, but he also did score a goal in the second one. And I mean, think about this. When they announced what the line, when, when the beat reporters put out what the lines were for game four, what was your reaction to seeing Alex Kerfoot back in the top six? You can't let one game just cloudy that.
1: Yeah. You need
0: yeah. Matthew Nyes back in this lineup. Absolutely. There the are thing- <laughs> several guys that are below him now, in my I, opinion.
1: I don't even think I don't think I think Kerf <laughs> the funny part is if Nice comes in, I think Kerf would still on the second line. I think Bunting oh, just man. goes to the fourth line and Kerf and uh <laughs> and Nice goes on the third line. That's honestly what I think. But anyways, maybe. Uh listen, you you convinced me here, and I think oh this pains me to say this because I freaking love the guy. But I think you have to pull out Giordano. Like I think you do. He's he's only played seven. If if you're if you're only playing that many minutes, you're essentially playing less they than a third nothing. line forward play. Or sorry, fourth line forward would play. Like that's, uh it's
0: tough. It's it tough is to tough. say. Like, he played nine who minutes. Who comes out? You he, like you like the Sam Lafferty speed? Okay, that was your like. That's the bottom of the totem pole player for the Leafs in terms of forwards. Yeah. Who else is there? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see. But good discussion. Maybe we should run a Twitter poll and see if uh, what what happens. But yeah,
0: I I don't even think you can run a poll. You have to run like a question, like what do the leaf <laughs> lines look like? Because there's like a thousand different answers you should be getting. Yeah. I think.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's oh. true.
1: I wish we yeah. could have a better way of pulling that.
0: Anyways, whatever. Yeah, no, whatever. It doesn't matter.
1: But, It'll be it, it's something to keep track of, something to to watch along.
0: And if you want to just hey, feel free to tweet at us your thoughts on what you would prefer. Because I'm always yeah. curious to hear that kind of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, additionally, in this game, um, something that the stats won't show, the Leafs had several odd man rushes that resulted in zero shots on goal. They had a four, not one, not two, not three, but a four. On one, and it resulted in, I don't even think, a shot attempt. That was wild. So that's something where it's like, okay, you, you got to get something off off yeah. the rush there. That yeah. was just really, really weird. So, like, I'd include that in a Nylander highlight pack. You got a four-on-one, and just John DeVars didn't get the puck off in time.
1: Yeah. So. It's a unfortunate opportunity there not to capitalize
0: on yeah. that, but it's all good. Exactly. So I thought that was a little bit weird. Any other notes that you had from this game? That's it for me. Good battle. Um, kept it close, kept it tight, or kept it close. You were up. You got up. Um, you know, solid game from the Leafs. I would say it's good yeah. playoff hockey. Um, you had a point.
1: Yeah, just I just wanted to extend your point there for a second. I thought they did a great job at, towards the end of the game, sealing off the the neutral zone and forcing them kind of to dump pucks in. There's only one time we kind of gaffed in yeah. the five, that five minute span of rolling the one, exactly. one, three. Uh, so I thought they did a good job shelling up there.
0: So with two minutes left with the Panthers kind of pressing as what would normally happen with against any team, what were your thoughts? What were the vibes with two minutes left for you?
1: Nervous, but excited at the opportunity to prove a lot of people wrong. I think.
0: I team. was a little bit, had some thoughts come into my head. There was, uh oh, I've seen this one before. Listen, listen, listen. I've seen this. <laughs> We're trying to do the passive four check. We tried to do the one, one, three, and it just, eh. someone makes a mistake somewhere. But guess what? Someone did make a mistake, and Luke Shen bailed them out. Yeah. And I'm, there, I'm not... how many shots did Florida get at the end there at six on five? He uh, didn't set up much of a for, uh, a not, cycle,
1: not many. And I, I want, I, I honestly want to take a look at that, but I don't have it pulled up so, right now. But I mean, while you
0: figure that out, it was a good, solid defensive effort, especially at the end. I felt from the Leafs, I really liked that, and I mentioned it earlier. I, I liked what I saw from Ryan O'Reilly at the end there. Yeah, that's why you bring a guy like that in.
1: Just control. At oh man, did it? Did I ever love to see that? that last minute shift of o'reilly camp achari ooh achari throwing the body mm-hmm. a ton, and yeah beautiful so i bought myself some time here from from the uh florida panthers goal florida panthers had according to money puck all situations they had 2.935 expected goals that goal happened at with 7 minutes left in the game uh the florida panthers were able to generate point zero one. Uh, sorry, 0.1 expected goals in the seven minutes. So pretty good pretty good neutral zone defense from the Leafs there and in-zone defense on top of that.
0: Yep, it was. Yep. And a steady performance from Joseph Bull, too. Yep. So I liked what I saw. Um, let's try to get some shots off the rush <laughs> on Friday. That's one. Friday's a new day. Friday's a new game. As we said earlier in this episode... Like almost every period, every shift, it seems like is independent of one another in the playoffs. New yeah. game. Let's win another one. Let's 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 take it to them Friday.
1: Nothing's changed. Nothing's different. Just another game. That's it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. You got anything else for today? All right. Thanks everyone for listening. Goalie skull. Go.